welcome to episode seven of Naptime Me Time. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. I spent some time with my friend Katie Steinhoff. Katie and her husband Paul have two little girls. They have a four-year-old named Noel, and they have a 16-month-old named Amy. And Katie's just so fun. Her and her husband both work in the school system here in San Antonio, and I think it gives her such a unique perspective on being a parent. Also, Katie is so upfront in this episode about her battle or bout with postpartum depression. She's so, like, like you're going to hear her talk about it and kind of how she finds that she kind of lost herself a little bit in being a mom and how she's finding herself again now. I think you're going to love it. So usually in my episodes, I have somebody find um, a quote and they bring it to the table and they share it with us. And I forgot to do that. I forgot to give Katie the notice that she should do that. So she sent me her quote later. And her quote is, motherhood means finally finding out why mama bear's porridge went cold. And I think it's just so fitting when you hear Katie talk about her postpartum depression and kind of how she's worked through that and is working through that. And you guys are going to love her. She's so fun. She's so funny. Um, I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. So I hope you listen. I hope you like and subscribe and tell your friends. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Here goes. I want you to tell me about your parenting journey. Okay. It definitely, I say started later. I mean, Paul and I got married super early. Like we were married at 22 and we knew right then, like, mm -mm, like kids are not happening. Um, Did you think kids weren't going to happen at all? Or no, just right then. At 22. Yeah. At 22. Like we both knew like that's not for us. So we knew we wanted to take some time. So like six years later, it was like, you know what? I think my sister had just had a baby and I like had that kind of oh my God, I really like this baby. Yeah. Like I could totally do this. Like you want to hold them. Yes. And out with them and yes. Like, you can see it. Yes. And so, you know, it was, it was like a no brainer. Like Paul is like loves kids. I came from a huge family. He didn't come from a big family, but he like he just loves kids. And so we knew we wanted to have kids and we, I mean, super fortunate. Like, I've always been really good to like, just kind of track myself very naturally. Like mm -hmm. I know when my period's going to be, I, I can honestly have a pretty good hint of when I'm ovulating. <laughs> like I kind of know, like it's like, we were super fortunate. Like we were one and done. Like really? I know for a fact, like it was like, okay, like it took, I say one try, but essentially like we were, we were very like, okay, let's just pull all goalies. Mm -hmm. Like, let's see what happens. And you know, it's like, if we get pregnant, great. If it takes a little while, great. No big deal. You were only, that would make you only like 28. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, we, it was literally like, okay, like we'll just like try. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. Right. And so kind of like just tracking it, just kind of going like, okay, you know, man, you know, let's just do this. Like mm -hmm. pull all goalies, whatever. And sure enough, like a month later, it was like, Hey, by the way, like we're going to have a baby. Yeah. And I think Paul was like, I, neither of us expected that, honestly. I mean, his, his friend had been like struggling. We had heard yeah. people take a while, you know, it's not, and literally it was like, wow. All right, let's do this. Yeah, like, like that's, we're going to have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. My OB was like, 
okay, I just want you like, you know, get off your birth control, mm-hmm. see what happens. And, you know, if it even takes six months, like, I don't want to see you again. Yeah. Like, take your time. And I was like, okay, Neil, well, we should probably get started because I don't know. It takes people a long time. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, like two months yes. later, I'm like, oh, that's what we're doing. Like, it was crazy. You have the baby. Mm-hmm. And everything's good. So what yes. was the most surprising thing about being a mom? The, oh, my gosh. And, you know, it's funny because we kind of talked about it a little bit the other night at the show. But there was a moment in the hospital because you hear about it all the time. Um, you know, like you just see the baby and you just like you can like you just feel this overwhelming thing of love, like this yeah. just feeling of love. And I literally remember a moment in the hospital and it wasn't even like right after she was born or I mean, it, but it was just a moment. It would have to be the next day because it was daylight. And I just looked at her and I was like, oh, my God, like that is my heart that I am literally holding my heart right now. And from that moment on, I was just like, this baby is phenomenal. Yeah. Like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever done. Yeah. And it was like I and I look at her and I'm just like, I made you yeah. like I like I I made you. Yeah. And that is that has just been like, it's just even I'll even look at him now. Like, wow. Like, yeah, it's kind of wild. Like when you really stop and you think about these like tiny people that, yeah, um, it is kind of crazy that like we made them like our genes came together and made these babies. Yes. And then as they get older and older, you start to see pockets of them, Mm -hmm. of yourself in them. Yes. It's just, yes, it's, it's wild. Yes. Every time Noelle fights me to get her out of bed, I'm like, oh. I, I fought myself to get out of bed too today, kid. I understand. I, I do. <laughs> yeah. No. But I mean, that's just, you. it's just, it's incredible to be like, wow, like this is, this is us. And, you know, now having two to see Noelle, who's like my mini me, like we look identical. Yeah, and then to good. see Amy, who's so Paul, like mm-hmm. in her facial structure and everything, but then to be able to see them together and to see the both, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's unreal. It's yeah. crazy. No, I am. I always, I always go get, cause I'm usually the one that gets LA ready for school. Mm-hmm. And so I see her and she's so freaking happy in the morning. <laughs> and I'm like, not me. That's not me. That's not my side. Nope. She did not get that from me. Like I go in there and she's like, like, I don't know if your kids do this, but she like plays possum. Like she's asleep and she like lays there and, oh, no. and then she Mm-mm. wants to be, no, <laughs> No, and then she's laughing and she's like dancing. Oh my gosh, like, I love it. I'm like, you've got to stop. I've been up for like three more hours than you and I still hate this. Um, oh no. No. No, that, mm, that's not me. That's not, no. No, that, but that is through and through Neil. Like that is him. He's so happy in the morning. He like, yeah, literally sings. You know, they were talking about that at dinner the other night. They were, you know, like, oh, I just like to be up and and get my quiet time yeah. and drink some coffee. Not school. Yeah. Like, I'll get my quiet time yeah. watching my eyelids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's time to meet the day, and I'm like, no, no, I can meet the day at eight. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> So I know because you told me on Friday that 
pregnancy really sucked for you, Mm -hmm. which is weird for me to think about because you're very, I don't know if you guys can hear it in her voice, (laughs) but she's very smiley and she's always very happy. And so it's hard for me to imagine you having a very terrible time and being a little bit in this, I'm paraphrasing Paul, (laughs) a little bit of a terror. Yeah, I was. At home. It's very, you hear that chuckle? Like, it's very hard for me to imagine. Yeah. Like, that's, this is the Katie that I saw at the gym. Well, and so. and I will say, as much as I didn't like being pregnant, pregnancy one, as terrible, and I say as terrible as it was, because it was pretty awful, was still better than pregnancy two. And I think Paul is, like, fr- still fresh off pregnancy mm-hmm. two, when I think I was a little bit bigger of a terror. And, yeah. like, pregnancy one, well, I just, I was sick for, like, eight 18 weeks. Mm. Like I, I'm talking like any time of day, like I was leaving my classroom at mm-hmm. some points. And luckily at that point I, I taught in a portable, mm-hmm. but I would literally just open walk the door, outside, walk like, outside, you know, vomit off the side, vomit, off, vomit off our, those, like, off our ramp. Yeah. <laughs> just vomit off the ramp, walk back in. And a teacher at one point looked at me and was like, are you okay? I'm like, that's cool. She's pregnant. Cause you know, first pregnancy, 18 weeks, like you're still wearing yeah. pretty normal clothes. Yeah. You know, you just got the little belly band. People just yeah. think like, you have a lot of cookies. What are you doing? Yeah. It's fine. So it, it, um, you know, it's like, no, it's cool. I'm pregnant. It's fine. It's Mm -hmm. no big deal. I mean, I was sick, like lot, like I think at one point I was literally eating saltines and Sprite and you know, like I just wasn't eating. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel great. Were you one of those Um, that like lost weight? Um, shockingly, no, (laughs) you'd you'd think, right. Maybe in that first part, but then as soon as, as soon as that went away, it came, it came came and it stayed for sure. Like I was a good and I'll like fold it. Like I was a full like 50, 50 pound pregnancy. Like I gained a lot of weight both times. Yeah. Um, the second time I wasn't sick for as long, um, but I was definitely more uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if just the way like she sat, um, if she sat, like she sat, Noelle sat very, um, like watermelon, very like long ways. Um, but then Amy sat very forward and I was very uncomfortable. Like out? Yes. Like outward, like, like Mm -hmm. basketball. Yeah. The only way you could tell I was pregnant from the back was because I was like, like heavy. Like I was just super heavy. Yeah. But like Noelle from the, like from the back, like, oh, she's pregnant. Like you Mm. could kind of tell Amy was like, she just, she just get fluffy. And then I could turn (laughs) and be like, oh no, she's pregnant. Okay. That's, ah, I got it. Okay. Um, and the, you know, the biggest difference too is I, with Noelle, I was done teaching in May. So like I had the whole summer to just sit in a pool, like be away, whatever for Amy. I mean, I taught literally up until the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it just wasn't, you know, like it, I was uncomfortable. It was hot. I say it was hot. It was April, but still it's hot. hot. Like 50 plus pounds. It's hot. And it's 90, you know, is dealing with eighth graders and it's just, I just, it wasn't, it just wasn't pleasant. And I know that at school and at the gym, like I can put on this like bright smiley face, but as soon as that's over, yeah. like I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna commiserate. Yeah, like I'm yeah. I'm gonna be there. And then I couldn't do that because we had Noel. Mm-hmm. So it's like you still have to go through it, but then at this like you still have to pull it together, but then I don't want to pull it together because I'm home. Yeah. And I think that's where he was very much like, I don't wanna see you do this again. Yeah. Like this is not a fun time for mm-hmm. any for anyone. And involved. I and I know and I know I know that even he knows that it wasn't like me even lashing out at him. It was just yeah, like how I, how I felt, Yeah, you know, like, I don't think he felt personally attacked, but it was more of like, 
I don't think he liked seeing me like that. So with all of that in pregnancy was not a good time for you. Um, are you guys gonna have any more babies? We we have we've thought mm-hmm. we in spite of all of in spite stuff. of all of it because I mean again I come from a really big family and I love that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, we have thought like would it would be kind of nice to have a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, we we did talk a little like honestly and this is where i didn't even get to tell you but like we did talk a little like having the third like trying for a third with like, ourselves maybe it won't like be that bad exactly you maybe yeah know. you never know It'll you know <laughs> i was about to say or they progressively got a little worse <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you know we it's not off the table um we have candidly had conversations about adopting mm-hmm. um but not even to the not even to the google search you don't yet even know how yeah like i like if you ask me anything about the process I could tell you everything I know from the Bobby Bone show like <laughs> that's about it You're like, I know a lot about Haitian I know a lot about Haitian adoption it takes a long yes. time but um it like it like it but it it is not it's not something that we would turn down mm-hmm. and um it's interesting because part of the part of the reason I do or it ever came to my mind was one because of the show mm-hmm. but then secondly um t- because of where I teach like I've encountered students who um, have been through a foster system that mm-hmm. are just adopted from birth and I mean it it really just it really tugs at your heartstrings yeah. and it just it makes you want to love on just about any baby that you can yeah and so you know we like I said we've had candid conversations um it does kind of intrigue I think Paul a little bit more because it does kind of go that boy route like, like <laughs> That's a very nice political way of saying that it can shore up. That it can shore up. Boy. <laughs> yes. Um, Be- and, I, you know, we laugh and we joke with the two girls. And I'm like, but babe, that was you. Like, that's on you. That's on you. Like, those yeah. girls, I did my part. Yes. It was on you. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, it's funny. I think that it was, okay, so she was born in April. So you were, that would make you about five months pregnant at that Christmas party mm-hmm. or that Christmas brunch. Mm-hmm. And so I remember being like, oh, we sat next to you guys mm-hmm. right here. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, my God, like, what are you having? <laughs> and I did not tell Paul this this weekend. And he was like, another girl. <laughs> His face is like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Oh, he, did yeah. his, he did his level best to cover, <laughs> but I didn't buy it. I, but he he wasn't lying when we we had our you know our ultrasound or whatnot, and we had asked him to write it in the color, and we gave it to Noelle. They wrote it in a card. Um, they wrote "boy girl" in the color because mm-hmm. you know Noelle she couldn't read. Yeah. But she got to open up the card, and we you know couldn't see it, and we asked her like, "What color is it?" And I said, "Is it pink or blue?" And she kind of looked at me and. She's like, it's red. <laughs> and we just kind of laughed. It was like, oh my gosh. I was like, Noelle, you're going to have a sister. Oh my goodness. And Paul just sat on the couch like, this is happening. Like, this is real life. I really do. This is <laughs> No, I love girl dads though. I think that there's something about men, especially guys who like, he likes sports and he mm-hmm. likes hunting and shooting and yes. all that kind of stuff. And I love when they get little girls. Cause I just think it's, 
one, I think it's so cute. Mm-hmm. I was a, I was a daddy's girl like through and through. Yeah. And so, Same. and I also think, I don't know, like I think it softens them and it, it makes does. them, I think it makes them better men. I'm biased, but I, I yes, but I, I agree. Cause he, you, I've seen just a little shift in him and it's not like he was just like manly man yeah. before, yeah. but at the same time, it, it has softened him yeah. and it's really neat to see he hasn't necessarily changed his like he we've taken Noel to the ranch like we've taken him out there and he's taken her to a blind so like he wants to show her this this world or you know different world and mm-hmm. and you know we Paul and I were talking about like we signed her up or we're gonna sign her up for dance classes mm-hmm. and he's kind of like oh my god like we're yeah. doing dance and if she oh likes and it, if she likes it and he'll be on board and yeah. you know as uncomfortable as he I mean he it was like like our wedding, like this is Paul, like he's very introverted. Mm -hmm. He will socially, you know, be with people. A lot of times it might be, you know, fueled a little bit, but I mean, he'll be out with people. He can make conversation, but it is, it's exhausting. Like it's very hard for him, Mm -hmm. but he goes and like our wedding, hardest thing ever. Like that first dance, Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody's eyes on you. (laughs) Like that was really hard. But, um, it's 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 awesome to see him get out of his comfort zone. Like when Noel asks, like, dance with me, like Beauty and the Beast is on. It's time to dance. And he gets up and he dances. And it's it does it's just that little it's yeah. just it like melts your heart. It does. Very sweet. Yeah. I I don't know what it is, but you're right. And, and I think of that like I'm a daddy's girl. My dad had four girls and a boy. Like I mean, it just it's it it's like a different and it's really neat to see Paul's dad too because they have two boys. Paul has one brother. Mm-hmm. And so they have two boys. And even I've even seen this like shift, not even shift because I don't really, I mean, have been married, you know, 10 years. But like his dad with the girls is just awesome. Yeah. You know, it's like there's something about little girls. Like no, it really it is. is. It's just. It'll just soften these it, big. Yeah. Yeah. You guys can go. and They like, just melt. Yeah. <laughs> but like. Okay, so I asked you what the most surprising thing about being a mom was. What was the what was the hardest thing about being a mom? The the hardest thing was learning balance, learning especially with one. Second one was very different. Um, I definitely I lost myself, and that's where again when we were talking about Paul, like this is where I think he saw a shift in just my personality. And it's funny that you had said like, you hear her, like she's so bubbly. And, um, it's, it's ironic because I teach health and in my classroom, one of our main focuses is mental health and making sure that you take care of your mental health. And it was looking back, I can tell, but I can definitely say that like postpartum with Amy was much different starting from the moment she was born in the hospital. Like I had said with Noel, like there was this moment where I was like, Oh my God, I love her. And then with Amy, it's not like I didn't, but it was like checking boxes. It was like, okay, I had a baby. I had a poop. Like, let's go. Mm -hmm. Like, can I check out? Like I I can, I can walk. Like I did my, you know, I did my walks around like, you know, like it was just, it was like, okay, I'm routine. Now I want to get home now, now that we're home now. Okay. Now I need to need, now I need to nurse. Now I need to figure out how to nurse and take care of a whatever three-year-old, you know, Mm -hmm. almost three-year-old. Um, it was just checking boxes and it took a long time to actually like have that wait I just checked all these boxes but I checked all these boxes 
and I get this new human mm-hmm. and I do love this new human and that took a while and then in because well, you were checking the boxes not because you felt like I mean it's also you like you had done it before yes like okay yes like, I know and this is like you're gonna come yes. to my room you're gonna check your Billy Rubin love. yes you're gonna do this test yes test. you're gonna check me out like yes this part's gonna suck like you had done it all before so it wasn't mm-hmm. just like you're like so like type A uh, yeah I was like, yeah I've done this I was prepared for the two weeks of, you know, like no sleep. I say two weeks, but like, you know, those first two weeks that are really hard when you come Mm -hmm. home from the hospital, like we were just prepared for all that. And it's funny that being more prepared, I felt more emotionless, more lost. And it was, um, I, it, it just, in it, I, I just, like I said, I was felt like I was checking boxes, but I just, I, I lost who I was. I, because I had nursed Noelle for the whole year and it was, and it was easier than I thought it was going to be. That was my expectation for Amy. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it was harder. I actually got into it a lot easier, yeah. but it's a, it's a pressure I put on myself. It was a pressure of, okay, I bounced back and I was at the gym six weeks after I had Noelle. So that's where I'm going to be with Amy. Um, I, lost weight fairly quickly with Noelle so that's how it's going to be with Amy and when those boxes started to not get checked is when I started to realize like wow like maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was maybe this isn't right and I know that I I could go to the gym and I would be outward and I'd be bubbly but if I miss three or four days I was like "Eh." Yeah. whatever no big deal and I love mission like yeah. I love like I that's my yeah. that's my home away from home yeah you love it and you're really good at it exactly <laughs> and yeah like that's it's my hobby like I really don't have hobbies but like I really love to snatch like yeah. it's like I love that yeah. stuff and I it's looking back and this is all hindsight because in it I had no idea anything was wrong mm-hmm. and it was probably closer to that she was a year old that I like had this break I was just sobbing and I I told Paul because Paul was like what is wrong and he doesn't know what to do because I'm not talking because outwardly I'm smiley and when I'm with my family when I'm with his family I can just put on this face but then I come home and I'm even worse than I was before to where it was like it's not like I was mean I was throwing things but I was just I just wasn't happy yeah and it's like I have this new most like awesome baby that's like super sweet and cute but I'm not happy mm-hmm. and you know he I know it took a lot for him to say it because he when I was crying he's like do you need to talk to someone mm-hmm. and that was that's big for him to say because he's going out on a limb he doesn't know if I'm gonna like claw his eyes out for saying it right he doesn't know yeah <laughs> right (laughs) say like do you need to talk (laughs) you know and he was so gentle about it and it really was in that moment that I was like am I depressed like Mm -hmm. I can get out of bed and I go to work and I do my job and I was really good at my job I was teacher of the year last year like I was clearly that I say clearly um I was that uh it has a term well it has like it's like not like it's like walking depression like not you know it it has a term and I can't think of what Mm -hmm. it is and the reason I can't think of what it is is because um I didn't go see anybody I did I never went to a therapist I never even said anything to my doctor um it 
it was something you again. Don't see them, and like unless you have a thing, they, there's no reason. Yes, weeks. you're done, and, and there's no like, reason we'll to go again. Exactly. Also, which is a whole again. You could do a whole other podcast about what's wrong with postpartum <laughs> help in America. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're like, hey, oh, the stitch. Oh, that stitch looks great. Yeah, go ahead. Exactly. So you know, and in hindsight, and after he said it, I did look, and I did because um, Northeast has the most phenomenal like healthcare and it they actually just showed us a comparison to like a few just like surrounding districts and like I am super fortunate to work where I work we have a program and this is where I'm just stupid and this is where a little bit of my stubbornness comes out because we have an entire program that I could have seen a therapist for free I literally could have walked in and been like I think I have postpartum depression and they would have sat me down and I could have gotten 10 solid hours of therapy and I I reached out to our um, our stand counselor who deals with mental health and our students and I asked her I said what because I couldn't think of the company or the place mm-hmm. and she gave me the link and she asked everything okay I said yeah I just need to do some research and again that's just like my stubborn self like, I'm good I'm good <laughs> um, but I, and that's where I was like god like I it's, it's just it's ironic because mm-hmm. it's something I talk about that's so important with my students but yet I still couldn't do it and it, and I don't even know if I didn't go or I didn't actually call or if I didn't make an appointment because I didn't want to accept it mm-hmm. because honestly I think when Paul said it to me was my wow like yeah. maybe I'm not okay mm-hmm. like maybe I'm not handling this right and um it because oh yeah and I, I I think that was like the awakening that I needed because then I could step back then I started giving myself a little bit of grace like oh you didn't go to the gym it's totally fine like fine. you're not a bad mom you're not a bad crossfitter you're not you're get fat tomorrow exactly like, yeah. exactly and I started to and again maybe because I do teach mental health and I do have this um kind of like a pretty what I feel is a pretty good like knowledge about how to deal and how to be mentally and emotionally and socially healthy Mm -hmm. that I could start taking some steps to be like okay maybe I do need some help and again I I think part of it again is a little bit of my stubbornness of just being like well let me see what I can do first yeah but having tools already in like my toolbox you knew yes where you were operating from yes so you knew that you um like, like you just, you had a backing for like what your feelings were. Yes. You just needed to like, like, you couldn't see the forest for the trees kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because I, and would I, like if I were some sort of like psychiatrist or psychologist, I don't know which one you would even see, but a therapist, if you I were to have seen it. Yes. The see, there we go. Okay. <laughs> so, That's and even if I truly believe that, even if I were to go, I think it would have been a very mild case because, sure. because I, I do know, and I have heard people in their symptoms and like they're not getting out of bed and they're not taking care of their kids and they want that disconnect and I didn't have that like you're still holding your baby yeah and I was loving my baby and and I you know nobody loves pumping but I did it and you know because I know my baby loved it and liked it and all this Snapchat yeah literally literally her first birthday you're like bye (laughs) April 17th I said goodbye (laughs) April 17th I took that bag home and I said no more yes (laughs) Um, so it, it, it was, 
it's interesting because and and it's funny I've I've never told Paul that before that it was literally him saying like and him being as vulnerable as he possibly could to say do you need to talk to someone because he's like I can't I don't I he said I don't know how to help you and it it was kind of that wow like it's something's not right and I never in a million years would have thought that because again I that's not my personality mm-hmm. you know I'm just so that's just not me it was so opposite and I think that's why I was so lost yeah. because I was like oh, how am I feeling like this like I've never felt like this before but then it's like oh but I'm just stressed I'm just tired I'm just yeah. nursing you know yeah. but it was it that was it was an interesting ride for yeah. a while and I'm and I'm not like I'm not totally there but mm-hmm. at the same time I'm way better than I was yeah, you know, six months ago, eight months ago, for sure. You said you're not out of it, but I know that you're working to be out of it. So what? What do you? So do? it it's it's funny. I hope it's not it, the gym because you're no. about to start school. So <laughs> I, know. I don't know how much you're gonna. Well, get and that's what I was gonna say. Like, honest to God. It part of it was the summer because it was literally because um, our daycare doesn't we can't pull our kids out completely mm-hmm. so like I can drop Noel to part time but infants can't be part time so um, you know rules the daycare thing but we still took the girls to daycare so I literally could have at least three days a week of time to just read a book mm-hmm. binge a Netflix show take a nap go to the pool you know just have a second to just be me like you said mm-hmm. to to take that little tiny nugget that's almost non-existent and actually grow it into like a chicken tender mm-hmm. or and then soon have it be chicken breast Look you know you. versus the whole chicken you know but like to take those to be able to do that and that was extremely helpful yeah was um, Paul around? Was he? Yeah. So were you guys like hanging this? Summer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like we were, you know, it, and it, you were sitting like next to each other reading respective Exactly. Books. Exactly. Reading respective books, watching our own shows mm-hmm. or watching a show together. Mm-hmm. The girls went to um, his parents for a week. We redid our laundry room, you know, just got to just be like us, you know, that's and good. it just, it, that's it's funny people you know the jokes are always made about teachers in summer but like even without kids like teaching is mentally hard you know like I we just had that whole 15 minute sidebar conversation about you know social like the social things that these kids yes hour and eight minutes the one thing that actually evoked a tear was you talking about yeah teaching teaching. and And teachers need that summer to just to just to just find themselves again and so just this week like we're back to school this week you're back to teaching and like I haven't been to the gym in four days like I finally did a workout at home today mm-hmm. and eight months ago me would have been like god you were the worst crossfitter ever like how how can you even be somebody that calls himself a crossfitter <laughs> because you haven't even been to the gym you probably you know you had the cookie with your Jason's deli sandwich today like what is wrong with you to where it was like you know what like I'll get there tomorrow like my schedule works out tomorrow and if I'm still setting up my room that's fine yeah you know like I I'm not gonna get fat tomorrow <laughs> you know well, so, I always tell myself I like because I think I read some meme that was like like, like you didn't like gain those 10 pounds in a day so you're not gonna, <laughs> not gonna lose, lose it in, in a day, day. so like, if you yes a day, yes it's fine and so, so it's it's just read like reading just 
even if it's just like I've been binging Glee. Like yeah. Glee is a show that hasn't been on in years, but for some reason I found it and I was like, this is great. Like <laughs> this is so silly. Life. Yes. <laughs> so it's just it's just little things to where I just need to just kind of be away. And mm-hmm. and we did it well with Noel to where it was like, oh, I just need some me time. But even Paul's been really good. Like hey you know like even something like tonight like go like I'll put him to bed like just don't don't worry like take your time um like he'll go hunting on a weekend and then he'll come back and be like hey do you need to go do something like um you know do you you need to go anywhere do you want to go to the store by yourself because I think I had a breakdown one day where I was like I just want to go to H-E-P because H-E-P is where I don't deal with kids (laughs) and and, like that's my me time and so he's super aware of that now and I think do you want to go to the store yes do you need to go to do you need to go to H-E-B today? <laughs> so you came from a family, of, you have five siblings, four brother or four sisters and a brother. Mm-hmm. And so family's always been a really big deal for you. Yes. So did you know, did you always know you wanted to be a mom? Yes. I always knew, you know, it's funny you say it that way. I always knew I wanted to have kids. You know, that's really, that's really interesting because if you ask my mom, she'll tell you, I always wanted to be a mom. Mm. And it's funny. I've never had that thought, but I always knew I wanted kids. Mm. But then now I couldn't think of anything else that like being a mom, but I do also say I am not the stay at mom, like stay at home mom material. Like I applaud any mom that can stay at home with their kids all day long. And it's not that I don't love my little monster. I love them. They're amazing. Their personalities, how now that Amy's like building into her own. Yeah. Like it is awesome to see, but I love big people conversation Mm -hmm. and I will, I will talk to 13 year olds over them all day long. And I, (laughs) 13 year old. Yes. Then to do that, I applaud Mm -hmm. moms that can, stay at home and it's and it and it put it this way if let's say something were to happen and I would have to would I do it absolutely I don't know if I would do it to the best or I would do it to the best that I could I would hope that I could do it the best but I just know that there are people that can do that and it and it's funny that now I don't see myself like I know I'm a mom and I know I have this like huge role in their lives and I really almost like can't like imagine being anything other than a mom, mm-hmm. even though I am a teacher and I am a wife and I am a, you know, a CrossFitter and I have my own like mm-hmm. personal world. But I, it's funny. I don't think I've ever like, yeah. it's, I, I always yeah. knew I wanted kids and I always knew I wanted to like have these little people. Yeah. But not necessarily like be. Yeah. Cause when I, when I hear that phrase, like, did you want to be a mom? Like I hear in my mind, it's the person that wants to like rear their children, like yeah. from, you know, like I want a hand and absolutely you know, not say that like bad, but like, yeah. you know, like they want to be the ones to like stay at home with them. And if there's one thing I trust, it's the people that I pay every day to rear my children. I'm like, well, they're doing a real good job. They are. And I will tell you the past two days. Amy has not wanted to leave. I'm talking like reaching over my shoulder, screaming, crying for her teacher. Like, like almost if you were an outsider, you might question like, is that her mom? Like, should she be taking her home right now? Should should we check that? I'm not kidding the past two days. And so that's how it's like, you know what? 
they're doing a they they are loved and I know that I know that to the bottom of my heart and then I know that when they come home they're getting a whole different kind of love you know the that's the best love that I can give them and I think that I give my kid the best parts of me Mm -hmm. like in that like I don't know 16 hours that I'm awake a day 17 hours Mm -hmm. I know that she gets the best three hours that I've got to give her Mm -hmm. and so I can revel in that yes I know I'm gonna hand you off to people yeah when I see you again I got two more good hours to give you absolutely just be aware. Like, I really want to tell moms to just be aware because I, I think I was just the, the profession that I'm in, like the job that I have about how I teach, how important it is to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. I had an edge on being, having some Mm self-awareness and having this idea of like, okay, wow, I can take a step back and realize like, I, I'm not in check. And so now I need to start putting in the things that I teach and I need to start like implementing these things to help get myself back. And people that don't have that, that I can definitely see how they can fall into this really, really, really dark place, like an exceptionally dark place. Mm -hmm. And you know, I hope that they have a Paul in their life that is willing to step up and be like, Hey, I want to help you. I have no idea how, so let's figure out how, Mm -hmm. um, because if they don't, it can be really scary. And just to, just to be able to, to not, not be, not be scared, not be ashamed. Like your mental health, your emotional health, it is, it is important. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're 33 or you're 12. Like yeah. it's important and it should be on the forefront of everybody's mind. So it's one of those, like no matter how many kids you have, and especially like if we do go into the route of the third one, whether it's us like having a third one or an adoption, it's, you know, give it a go or, or you know, go that adoption route, making sure that like you, like as a mom are on the forefront, like you have to make sure that you don't lose yourself and forget that yes you mill you you made this beautiful being you've built this family but you're the core of it Mm -hmm. and if that core isn't okay like it's gonna crumble and so it it you definitely need to just have a little bit of self-awareness for sure that's good Mm -hmm. thank you yeah thanks for having me Uh it was exciting yeah it was good (laughs) yeah All right, guys, so I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you do like what you hear, if you liked listening to Katie's um, story, I hope that you share it with your friends and like it and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio or Spotify or Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Thanks so much for listening. Tell your friends, and we'll, we'll catch you next time. Bye, guys.